more. Yeah, if or you they... want to lock a habit in hardcore, randomize your reward. Because oh, then you'll okay. keep going back to get the bigger payoff. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Hello, hello. What's happening, Christopher James Lawrence? Where Welcome to another at? podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. To our listeners, they won't know that, but we we had taken a little bit of a break from recording, so yeah. they won't know that. Uh, Kyle, why are you so grumpy today? I'm not grumpy. <laughs> why would you say I'm grumpy? I'm I don't just... know. The whole team has come and talked to me about it, so. Whatever. Let's, yeah. You tell me, what, what should I be grumpy about? Because it's usually whatever we talk about is where I end up becoming grumpy based on what you say, so. Oh, so every time I open my mouth, you become grumpy? There you go. There okay. you go. There Good. You go. Do you see what I'm working with, you guys? Do you see what I'm working with here? How lucky are you? How lucky are you? Oh, yeah, lucky. I'll tell you what, I'm being stretched right now. Uh, Kyle, today, I want to talk about how Doritos changed my life. Really? Doritos? Yes, they did. Okay. So I'm going to tell a little story. Mm -hmm. Uh, this goes back a little bit of a way. Okay. So when, when I was younger, I, I got a fairly generous allowance. My parents weren't rich, but it was like, here's your allowance, but you got to buy your own clothes, your own deodorant, you know, like toiletries. And if you want treats or snacks, but that's it, you right. get what you get. And then that's it. So save, don't save, whatever. Of course, you know, they didn't teach us how to save at the time. They were, you know, they were busy people and they were focused on what they needed to be, right? They were making ends meet. And I think that's hard as a parent. And um, uh, so I'd take my allowance and I'd, I'd go to the store, like before it opened, I'd go okay. to that store. Like the corner store kind of thing? The corner right. store kind of okay. thing, okay. right? Okay. Good old Saskatoon. Why are, they, why are they always on a corner? <laughs> College Park <laughs> corner store. I don't know. Okay. But, but I'd go, I'd help her open the store up, right? The, wo the like woman that ran it. Set stuff up, up, you know, like. Set stuff, stuff up, up unlock okay. some cases for her, right? Uh, All that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, right, and uh, you know, because her back hurt a little bit. And then I would buy junk food. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I got a taste for junk food. And, and then, uh, you know, fa fast forward, you know, so this happened like every day for a year, right? So it was like really easy to form a habit. Mm -hmm. And that's really what today's about. Today's all about habits. And, you know, fast forward a number of years, I got involved with drugs, some pretty hard drugs. You know, I'm also happy to say that I'm 21 years sober from drugs. Congrats. Congrats Thanks, on man. that. Yeah, no, congrats on that. 21 years is a long time. Girl, are you saying I'm old? not go back it just says you're disciplined you know what i mean like it's mm. 21 years of not doing something that you know you used to do all the time right is what you're saying well, it's so. funny that you say i'm disciplined because i don't feel disciplined right this come this you know th this kind of ties into angela duckworth's work on grit mm -hmm. right it's like so so i did drugs for a number of years 
um, not super long, but long enough that I knew I had a problem, right? I, I get it all fixed up. And of course, people who are coming off of hard drugs, they often eat a lot of junk food after, right? High sugary stuff, mostly stuff that gets your a glycemic response because you're looking for that, that high, right? You're looking for that rush. Okay. So I ate a lot of junk. And so like Coke and candy and chips and all of this stuff. And, and, uh, and Doritos were part of it, particularly zesty cheese Doritos. Okay. And, uh, And so that became the new thing. So if I ever got stressed out or if I was celebrating, I would eat zesty cheese Doritos. If I was looking to relax, I'd eat zesty cheese Doritos. If I was socializing, I would eat zesty cheese Doritos. And of course, at the time I was emaciated. Like I weighed, you know, I I should weigh about like 150, 155. I'm a little bit higher than that right now. Um, But at the time I was 118 pounds. Like I was emaciated. So eating zesty oh. cheese Doritos, you know, like, like there was no impact of it. Yeah. Let's fast forward again. Here I am running a business mm-hmm. and I'm like the habits guy, right? Like I can change, I, you know, I go to a new location, new job, new career. I go travel. I've got a routine within a few minutes. Like true. I establish a new routine. I know that's true. Yeah. Right. Totally. Right. Like, and I set the whole space up, the physical space, the mind space, right. The psychological space. I set it all up for a new habit, but for the life of me, I could not stop eating these effing chips. Mm -hmm. And, and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I'm a habits guy. Like I can change habits so quickly. I coach this, you know, but I could not change this habit. And, and Kyle, I was eating so many zesty cheese Doritos that not only was I putting weight on, but I was getting such bad acid reflux and heartburn that it was like, like I couldn't sleep at night. Like it was bad. And it, and I actually had something called esophagitis. So it would like start to close my esophagus and food would get stuck in my esophagus if I didn't drink water. And sometimes I'd have to like, you know, this is so gross, but vomit to get it out. Right. Like this is like, these things were like destroying my life. And, and I thought like nothing against SD cheese Doritos. I mean, they're a really good chip and they changed my life in a really positive way, but I had to start. Uh, Yeah. I had to stop eating them was the issue. I'm I'm curious when you said you were having so many, were you like in one sitting or is just everyday routine? You know, are you talking about the family size? Are you talking about, you know, small, like, like when you say a lot, what do you mean? mean? I'm talking like Costco size, you know, in the course of like a day or two. So after a while, don't you just feel like the taste like it's just, oh yeah. Oh, this is, this is the point of it, right? Like the first three chips taste amazing. (laughs) (laughs) but then they start to taste the same and of course you know the marketers are very smart like some of our best uh researchers and scientists are working in companies like this designing these chips right down to the crinkle of the package the design the randomization of the reward you know how some chips have more cheese and some have less and some have more flavor and some have less and you know, the yeah, shape they're never everything. uniformed. Yeah, you're so, right. It's even with, yeah, because yeah, then you think, I want to get the other one that looks darker because yeah. maybe it's, it has more. If or you they... want to lock a habit in hardcore, randomize your reward. 
Because oh, then you'll okay. keep going back to get the bigger payoff. So this is how mm. these chips are designed, deliberately or not deliberately, it's deliberate. Um, you know, they spend a lot of time and money on this stuff. And so, so good. That's their job, right? Like we need people to have jobs, no insult to Doritos. We need people to have jobs. People enjoy chips, keep doing what you do. Right. And if you, if you don't have the issues I did, you should keep eating them. Okay. So I, it took me a long time to figure this out, right? It took me a long time to figure out where the hell is this going wrong? So I had to take some steps and we're going to talk about some steps today and, and some research. We'll talk about research first, but the steps that I took was I actually had to become hyper aware of when am I eating these? So particularly location and time. So like, where are you and what time is it? Those are big, right? And we'll talk more about steps, but, uh, but I had to become super mindful. And do you know what I noticed the biggest trigger was? It took me, it took me over a year to figure this out of being deliberate. And this is the thing. People try to change a habit. I'm going to start working out at the new year. I'm going to take a new course in the fall. I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. But what they don't realize is that with each of those things, there's a series of habitual things that need to change. It's not just one thing right? Like you think about somebody who smokes, Kyle, right? They, they probably smoke for lots of reasons. It might be because they're bored. It might be to relax. It might be, yeah, be to group, uh, socialize. Ex mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I had to break it down and there was just like, like I, you know, I cleaned up a lot of it fairly quickly, but I just couldn't get away from it on Friday nights. And if I would have those chips, it led to another routine of like, oh, well, order a pizza and I've got all this salty food. So I'm going to want something sweet. So get some pop and get some chocolate bars. Like, like you see, and I know that there are listeners out there who are looking at this saying he's neurotic. And while that might be true, <laughs> <laughs> while that might be true, there are a lot of listeners, probably the majority going, geez, this sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. So I had to be super mindful about it and pay attention and tracking is so important with habits. Mm -hmm. So I started to paying, paying attention to time location, you know, amongst other things, how I was right. feeling, who I was with all that stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I noticed? It was always Friday nights and mm -hmm. it was always at the gas station. Gas station. I fill up my car at the end of the week gas stations right there, the end of a long week. I'm a little stressed out, not stressed out, but you, you want to unwind, right? Of yeah. So for me, yeah, there's a sense of accomplishment that you got through the week. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so you, totally. you feel like you wanted to treat yourself. Was That's you know. it. I, I think it was less about treating myself. It was more about kicking off the beginning of unwinding. That's what the um, payoff was. Got it. Right. So then I eat, 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 eat. And it's like, okay, we'll start fresh on Monday. Simple as, because I know you're asking already. Yeah, yeah. You're asking, well, what did you do? You're asking <laughs> that, right? Go ahead, Kyle, ask that. <laughs> well, what did you do? Like, what, what was happening? <laughs> I stopped getting gas on Friday nights. Interesting. For me, that was the thing. If I didn't get gas on Friday nights, I would get it in the morning on another day of the week or another evening. 
Uh, and I was less compelled to buy the chips because it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy chips first thing in the morning. Like I'm cravings, not there, desires, not there. Right. Stop buying it. I just went home at the end of the day on Fridays. Okay. That's what I did. And I stopped buying zesty cheese Doritos, which meant that I bought a whole lot less pizza, which meant I bought a whole lot less, uh, pop, which meant I bought a whole lot less candy. Mm. And then it wasn't this like weekend of binging, but it, it took a, it took almost a year. I think it was about eight months to figure that out. And it was like, just pay attention, keep paying attention. I'm just thinking, so I hear that that makes sense. And I can understand that I, and I follow that, Uh, but I'm curious, well, what do you do for gas? Because if gas was that, like you were saying, the cue to start it all off. Do you not get gas? Does someone else get gas for you? No, like, you... I already said I get it in a... See, I wish you would listen to me. You don't listen to me. <laughs> I think it was stuck on the Zissage Doritos, to be honest. <laughs> Everybody's myself. thinking about those chips right <laughs> now. Everyone's going to go buy a bag. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the thing about, about habits. Just yeah. talking about it, some people are craving it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you hit on a few things that would be triggered in our brain around i remember the last time i had that and what did i get out of that right so anyway so remind me i'm sure other people have heard it but i just for the interest of the story i'm curious what did you do what the you didn't get gas you like what what yeah so i just got gas on it either in the morning on a different day or a different evening and you didn't feel the cue because you were so it wasn't the okay it wasn't there's a combination of okay i hear you yeah yeah and it's it's it worked really well like, I can't yeah. tell you the last time I yeah. had zesty cheese Doritos. Because that's the thing, too, is people may think, which is where I went with it, is that it's not the gas that is the is the cue. It's a combination of this. It's it's Friday. It's end of the week. I want, right? It just happens to well, be Well, time and location, it was yeah. the cue in this case, but it was also associated with that, the payoff. Right. So, so let's talk about that. I thought we could tell one more story about your habit with the lack of uh, successful relationships. I'm just kidding. Uh, what? <laughs> Sorry, that's a what? whole other therapy. Session. Yeah, I was just like, what? Hey, I figured out why I'm not in relationships. So yeah, that's another story. Yeah. I don't think we'll do a podcast on that, but um, oh, I figured girl, it out. We need a year's <laughs> worth of podcasts to sort that out. I figured Ooh. that out. Okay. So, okay. So what does the research say on uh, habits and stuff? Like what? Well, so, so this is really interesting. I'm just going to point to one piece of research. It's a piece of research that came out of the UK, 248 people. They took them and they said they had their control group. So their control group was told, just track your exercise. That's okay. it. Uh, group B was told, uh, was given a motivational uh, presentation and some information. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what they were given and track your exercise. Group C was given everything that group B was. So motivational presentation, some information, and they also came up with a little bit of an intent, a plan. Okay. Came up with an intent and a plan. So like, I will exercise intensely for 20 minutes on these days. And then they followed them for a period of time. Do you know what came out of that result? What, what would be your guess? 
Hmm. I don't know. I think the people who have information and people who were tracking what they were doing would probably have more success. That's what I would think too. Yeah. Right. But all three groups tracked. So I think tracking does increase. Like I wish that they had had a group that did nothing. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah. But, but had an intention of exercising. Like, mm-hmm. like, it's just like, oh, we're tracking exercise habits or, or yeah. you know, a, a, as research. And then it's just like, like how did, they, and then through observation, how much did they exercise? Because I think tracking sure. does increase compliance with for behavioral sure. yeah. change for sure. Yeah. Tracking mm-hmm. alone can actually have an impact, but here's actually, yeah. so, so they didn't have that as part of their control. And I think that's okay. a miss. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but how do you do it when people are like at home? I guess, I guess you could have them all use one gym and then they could just observe who comes in and out of that gym. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that changes it a bit too, because the location of the gym might impede. Right. So, so mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that, but, but um, here's what they found. About 30%, just over 30% of group A, the control group, exercised. Okay. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Now, group B got the motivational stuff and the information. Mm-hmm. It, it was, sorry, group A was 35 to 38% of the okay. people. Uh, it was group A. Group B was 35 to 38% of the people exercised. It was the same as the control group, meaning getting motivational speech, tracking and getting some information didn't increase compliance to exercise and habits any more than just tracking. That's interesting because so many people say, oh, I just need to be motivated. I just need to be, I need someone to motivate me. I need to Interesting. Isn't that fascinating? Group yeah. C, it was greater than 90%. Okay, what did group C get? get group C set the intent with a mini intent. plan. With right. a mini plan. Or mini plan. plan being, I will exercise on these days at, the, at these times. The, ah, right. Not just, I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. mean that the exercise was quality, that they lost weight. This was just tracking how many oh. of the people mm-hmm. would exercise. Yeah. And 95% of group C, I think it was 95. It was over 90% of group C exercise. Interesting. So I'm going to get into some really quick steps here, Kyle, because I'm looking at the time. And of course I've talked Mm -hmm. too much as usual. Right. And every time it's uh, my thing, you're going to be reminding me of the time every five minutes. Uh, Yeah. Kyle, I I need you to speed up. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for it. Yeah. Next week. (laughs) Next week you'll hear it guys for sure. Yeah. Totally. I'll do it right at the start, just for a laugh. Steps, back to steps. Okay, so steps. So people have heard this, it's out there, but just in case you haven't, all habits have a cue. It's the thing that kicks it off. Cue, routine, reward. So the cue is the trigger. It's the thing that sets it off. It could be, uh, you know, it could be smelling donuts. It could be location. It could be time of day. Okay. There's the routine. That's the behavior that you take. And then there's the reward. That's the payoff after the reward. If the reward is strong enough, your brain is queued up to look for that cue again, and you'll go search it out. So actually people have created their own stress just to go and eat a piece of cake because they want the cake. Right. Right? So, so keeping all that in mind, what people need to pay attention to, because this is the part in all of 
the books that I have read about habit change is that they're, they are, they are uh, overstating the simplicity of changing habits through understanding these mechanisms and putting your identity to, uh, towards it. To, to make a change in habit, mindfulness is your most powerful tool. You cannot, right. and you know this from the business world, Kyle, you cannot yeah. effectively change what you don't effectively track and measure. So you have to know it. So I would spend, and this is leading into the, the call to action here. Mm-hmm. If there was a habit that I wanted to change, I, and this is what I did, spend time on when, when you execute or when you crave that habit. It's like going you, back to, okay, what's happening around the craving of the habit, right? Like you were saying. Okay. So when you're craving that habit or after, like when you're in the middle of executing on that habit or you've executed mm-hmm. upon the habit. So like post-smoking, post-SD cheese Doritos, right, post-avoiding right. the gym, right? What, yeah. what, what you do is you ask yourself, where was I? Mm-hmm. What time of day was it? Who else was around? What emotion was I feeling? And what did I just do? Right. What was it? Yeah. What did I just do? Because sometimes it's like, you know how you go to the gym? So many of us, we go to the gym and then we want to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a habit. The gym, post-gym is a cue for have a salad. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So... I think our inspired call to action here is to inventory some of your habits and then choose one of them that you want to work on. And the first step is to become mindful through understanding your habit, through tracking those five questions, paying really close attention to it. Yeah. Because I feel if you're not looking, like most things, if you're not even aware, like you said, if you're not even aware of it, right? How are you going to change something you don't even know, right? And that's the thing. And the other thing, I, I'm curious what you think just as we're wrapping this up is around the habits. You know, people associate habits as a bad thing. Like some habitual stuff is good. It's just the stuff that you you want to change. Because, you know, I remember chatting with someone, they're like, oh, I need to just cut out that habit. Can you cut out a habit? Nah, no, habits are habits need to be replaced. So here's the thing. Your cue will always be the same. This is how neuroplasticity works. Right. When you smell donuts, unless you have a new, look at it this way, actually, let's go to a movie theater. What's the first okay. thing that people do? They smell popcorn. Oh, Jesus, popcorn. Well, I've right. been in the music, music, um, the theater business to know before everyone comes in, you start the popcorn. Yep. Before yep. they even get there, the popcorn has to be yep. started. Yeah, yeah, totally. You got to get that smell moving no, through, right? Yeah. 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 So, so here's the thing. You, you, the cue will always exist because mm-hmm. the cue is almost always out of our control, although you can remove it from you, right? Like right. you can take a different way home from work. You can not get gas on Fridays and get it on Thursday right. mornings instead, right? Got so it. you can, you can, you can uh, remove yourself from the queue, but the queue will always exist in your neuroplasticity. The, the reward, your payoff will also always exist. If you are looking to decompress, that will always exist. If you are looking to not be bored, that will always exist. Sure. So the part that you can control is the behavior. The part that you can right. control is the actual habit itself, the action that you take. 
buying popcorn, buying cigarettes, you know, sitting in front of the TV versus going to the gym. You, that's the part you can control. So you can't actually just cut a habit. You actually have to replace it with something that gives you the same payoff. So if you're looking to decompress, going for an intense run might not be the thing that you're looking for. For some people that works really well. I tried Mm -hmm. it. It does not work for me. That's not the kind of decompressing I'm looking for. for, Right. So, so you have to replace it with something. So instead, believe it or not, I choose not to eat uh, my supper with the TV on. I just eat in silence, maybe some music. It helps me decompress so quickly. Right. Don't. And then after that, my craving for the junk, it virtually disappears in my case. And that becomes that, and you doing that becomes habitual where you don't even think of it anymore. Right. So that's great. A hundred percent. I love that. Good stuff, folks. Well, that's what we've got for you today. Tell us your imperfect inspired action for your habits. We want to hear from you. Yeah. And stay hopeful. You're going to have a lot of failure on the way of changing habits. There's data in failure. Brilliant. I love that. See you next week. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. So why we were so successful in our network is we did that work. We helped others see how that is valuable. And then in turn, they want to help us.